The following, the following, rated R, rated R, rated, rated the following. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Rated R for Rants. In this episode, I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, and I want to discuss Destiny. Destiny is a game that has divided many fucking people on their opinions on it ever since its release, and continues to do so even to this day. I'm one of those people that fell in love with Destiny around its release, so I want to go through the entire Destiny series, what it's been through so far, my opinions on these times, how it's changed over the years, and how, inevitably, I think Destiny is leading to its own self-destruction. But, to get to the ending, we need to start at the beginning. I still remember... In 2014, when Destiny 2 released, I had a group of friends who wanted to play it. I wasn't extremely interested in it, if I'm being completely honest. They all got it. I said, fuck it, I'll get it too. All we did was play the multiplayer, and the multiplayer was really all that interested me. I started to get into it around the start, a little bit before Dark Below. All I remember doing is grinding Crucible tokens, because back in the day, whenever Destiny came out, you could only get so many Crucible, I think it was 200 Crucible and Vanguard tokens a week, and you could go and buy stuff at the vendors. So I would grind out my 200 tokens, which took fucking forever, and then go buy the armor that I needed to be level 27. I think the max was 30 for the base game of Destiny. So I would spend most of my time just grinding that out. When the Dark Below came out is when I really started getting more into it. I started doing... I don't know if I did Atheon before or after uh, Taken King. Not Taken King, sorry. The Dark Below came out. But I do remember running a lot of uh, Crota's End and the Vault of Glass around that time of Dark Below's launch. We had it so down packed, we'd get a group of three or four, and we'd run through Vault of Glass, so we can get a group of two, and we could run through fucking Crota's End. It was a good time. I remember back when the LFG systems were really fucking popular, Destiny LFG to be specific, when everyone fucking used that shit all the goddamn time, I would go on there, and I would get a checkpoint for Templar. Then I would, you know, beat Templar. Then leave and get all my friends in and like, hey, I got the checkpoint for the exotic chest. Who wants to come grab this thing? Uh, and I'd get just all of my people on my friends list. Hey, come get the exotic chest. Come grab the exotic chest. I got the checkpoint. And then I would go and do uh, a Templar checkpoint. So I would just skip all the bits in between. I would just jump between bosses. And I did the same thing for Crota's End where I just did Crota. But I jumped around like that a lot because I was doing it on three characters that's two raids, so that's six fucking raids I gotta jump around in. And then I was doing it on PlayStation 4. Because at that time, I was also, I had friends on PlayStation 4 that wanted to play. So I was also jumping back and forth there. So I was playing non-stop Destiny. And when I wasn't doing that, I remember back in the day, and I'm, I enjoyed this so much. Every single morning, I would go on Twitch, turn on streamers like King Thalion, Professor Broman. I would get a cup of coffee, chill out. Watch their stream and just grind fucking bounties. Grind bounties all day. Pretty much trying to get exotic bounties. I don't remember why otherwise I would do that, but I remember I just grinded bounties all day on all my characters on both platforms. And as as boring as that might sound, that was so enjoyable for me. 
around that time, I remember the hunt for exotics and how that felt to get. So I wanted to spend all my time getting as many exotics as I could because the more exotics you had, the better, I guess, you looked. You know, you looked like more of an experienced player with more exotics. So, and one of the things I'll never forget is the feeling of running a Nightfall. Running a Nightfall has never felt like it did back in year one. It was so fucking hard to do. You found any little glitch you could. If you were fighting Sepix Prime, you jumped through the fucking window. You used Icebreaker to re-get your ammo on your sniper rifle, then switched to an armor-piercing sniper rifle and just shot through the wall and hit him constantly. You did shit like that all the time. That's what you needed to do to beat it. You didn't need to do that, but that was the way most people did it, and there were little tricks like that for most of the strikes. And it felt fantastic. And the rewards you got at the end, you were always excited, hoping, hoping you would get an exotic. And sometimes you would, sometimes you wouldn't. But that feeling when you actually got one, I remember specifically when I got the hard light playing with two of my friends, and the jealousy between all three of us was fucking fantastic. Uh, I, I didn't really even give a fuck about the hard light that much. It was just the point of getting it. I remember when I got the Mita multi-tool. I remember specifically when I got Soros Regime. That was from Exotic Chest. I remember when I got a lot of exotics. I still remember when I got the Gallahorn. The Gallahorn, if you don't know, is one of the most, if not the most coveted weapon from Destiny 1. Probably the most popular weapon from Destiny 1. Well, I had a friend of mine who that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted. He wanted it forever and always. And to be honest, I didn't know what the fuck it was. I just always heard him talking about the Gallahorn. And then I was running the Crota, the Crota, I about to say strike. It's basically a fucking strike, but the Crota raid. I got so used to saying the Crota strike. But when the chests in the first area gave exotics, I was running that at the start of reset. Before everyone hopped on, so we did the whole raid. I just wanted to see what I got from that one chest. And he ended up getting the Gallahorn. And I didn't know how good that was at the time. I really didn't know. But my friend made sure to let me know I was a fucking dickhead. And he didn't fucking like me. <laughs> but shit like that, you we just never, never get back. And those old Vault of Glass, the raid weapons. I'll, I'll talk about this a lot, but the raid weapons from Vault of Glass and Crota's End, they have never felt that way again. And that might just be the feeling of nostalgia, but they really felt like iconic weapons. You think of a raid weapon, you think of shit like Atheon's Epilogue, you think of shit like the Fatebringer, you think of shit like the Black Hammer, which turned into, what, I think three different fucking named exotic sniper rifles, it was so fucking good. Uh, but just so many iconic weapons that came out of those two raids. And that time in Destiny, I also started building up a friend base. It got more in Taken King, I will get to that. But these two, Destiny Launch and uh, The Dark Below, was probably some of my favorite times in Destiny. While it being some of the worst, where there's not a lot to do and not a lot to grind over, it released in a piss-poor state. The story was bad. There was a lot bad with Destiny. But for me, it was a whole new experience, and I loved it, and the social elements I really got into. The next release for Destiny was the House of Wolves. And during the House of Wolves, it started to take a little bit of a downfall. Uh, 
the infusion system where you can bring everything up to your normal level. I like, I, I am in favor of leaving old weapons behind and moving forward. And the infusion system was eh. the whole Prison of Elders. I look back on Prison of Elders now fondly, and I miss Prison of Elders. But at the time, and objectively, it's it's not very fun, not very good. I remember fighting, I believe his name was Tanix. At, no, it wasn't Tanix. Skolas. It was Skolas. You always forget the name of those random fucking fallen. But I still remember fighting Skolas. That was fun. That was cool. And finding, he was really fucking hard, so finding different strategies. Oh, Solar Burn. Well, we're all using Galahorn. This is a fucking easy week. And I do believe Arc Burn. Arc Burn was easy on the PlayStation 4 because of a little thing called the Fourth Horseman. And the Fourth Horseman, I still love to this day. I, it's one of my favorite fucking exotics in Destiny. The fact that I got to Destiny 2, I was fucking ecstatic. But moving on. The House Below. The House Below. No, 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 no. That, that's combining to the House of Wolves. Sorry about that. Was not the best expansion. But I was still really enjoying Destiny at that time. So I didn't give a fuck. I never really tried the Trials of Osiris. Because me and my group, PvP, was not our strong suit. We were PvE guys. And that's what we were good at. So we stuck to that and had a lot of fun while doing it. Now, moving into the turning point. Up to this point, Destiny didn't really have a lot going on with it. You know, it was lacking in a lot of in a lot of places. And this was supposed to be our savior. And to be fair, it really was the and I do think this is undisputed fact. Everyone will agree with the highest point in Destiny's history, up till then, until now, period, is the Taken King. The Taken King came in and fixed a lot. It introduced Oryx as a character, and from that, holding up my... I have my microphone in front of my face right now to put this in perspective, and I have holding up a pop filter is two Destiny Grimoire books. One of them is pretty much specifically only on the Book of Sorrows and Oryx. This expansion got me into the world of Destiny, even though the story being told was absolute fucking garbage in the game, especially with the raid, how we just killed Oryx that easily, and I fell in love with Oryx, and I was like, oh, he's dead now. It really got me into the world and the story, and it introduced me into what I call bungee fucking storytelling, and I want to talk about that more in depth in another video, but I'll just briefly say... I've heard nothing but Bungie tells amazing stories. Then we see Destiny, and everyone's like, what did they do? How was, why is Bungie doing this? I didn't know any different. Then I played Halo. And Halo's very similar to Destiny, where the story and the lore and the world that you're playing in, oh my god, it's fucking fantastic. But in the game, they don't tell a fucking story in the game. The, the, the game story of Halo is just as shit as Destiny, but the lore is just as good. It's, it's a way I've seen that Bungie likes to tell their storytelling. And I want to go in-depth on that topic in its own fucking episode at some point. But moving on, I really got into the lore from this. I loved the Dreadnought. I spent so much time on the Dreadnought. I just love playing Destiny at that point. I love grinding. Getting the exotic swords, okay? Everyone hated getting the exotic swords. I didn't mind them. What was the worst part of that? Well, it was the material grind. It was collecting materials until you got the exotic version of it, and you had to get 10, and you did that for three swords. Honestly, 
I put on a live stream and I'm just running around doing it. I, I didn't I didn't mind. It gave me something to do. It was grinding for shit. I loved that feeling of grinding. I was the kind of person I didn't mind running around on a planet and getting materials to upgrade shit. It just it felt like a real investment in your weapons, in your character, in what you were doing. I love that investment feeling. And I haven't had that really since. Running around the dreadnought, getting all the calcified fragments. You know, uh, shit like that was so much fun for me. Exotics. I remember when, that's when Three of Coins got introduced, and I remember grinding random fucking story mission bosses to get exotic Three of Coin drops. That was all, it was different. Exotics went from, they're very, very hard to get. You have to grind, do these specific things to, uh, this is another thing that it, Three of Coins made it slightly easier to get exotics. I say slightly. A lot fucking easier to get exotics. And it was a change that at the time I was like, oh my god, yes, I can get all the fucking exotics. I can just grind and grind and grind and grind and get all the fucking exotics. But in the in the in the grand scheme and looking back, that really did hurt the feeling of getting an exotic. And that was such a great feeling in the base game of Destiny. And that just completely fucking threw that out the window and started the cycle of where it ended up today. And during the time of Taken King, we had a year, while it was at its up point, we had a year of nothing. Destiny, Bungie really added nothing. I do think they had stuff like SRL around this time, Sparrow Racing League, which they haven't had since, which I fucking hate, because that was fantastic. Uh, That was probably the best event they've ever had. But we basically had a year of silence. Of Bungie saying nothing, of us knowing nothing. We had this great expansion, what's next? We didn't have a Dark Below House of Wolves in between Taken King and Rise of Iron. And it just felt dry. And it was quiet. We got nothing. And even though we had more stuff to do in the game, the game was still pretty fucking empty. Compared to what we had before, oh my god, it was such an upgrade. But in the grand scheme, it was still fairly fucking empty. Then we went into Rise of Iron, which once again came in with a lackluster story. Rise of Iron was not very big itself. Came in with a new patrol area as well. That was pretty fucking fun. But overall, it wasn't very interesting. It was, it's good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Looking back, I still like it. It wasn't very big. The raid was fun. Going back to that. Let me talk about the raids for a second, because I kind of glossed over that. I did mention that I did the Vault of Glass and Crotusan. I did those raids every single week on multiple flat platforms. Constantly, so many fucking times. Taken King probably has the best raid in Destiny with King's Fall. I'd say that's fair. It's probably the best raid. Once you know what you're doing, not a very hard raid. But compared to the first two, and why it made it harder to complete for casual fans, and I wasn't a very casual fan, but some of my friends weren't as hardcore as I was. Some of them were, some of them weren't. But you couldn't just carry people through King's Fall. Everyone had to pull their own weight. So it wasn't a hard raid, but to do it with some people was hard, because they just had no idea what the fuck they were doing. So I only completed 
I think I completed King's Fall. I, I attempted King's Fall so many fucking times, but got to the last boss or got to the fucking sisters and we just failed it and we gave up. I think I completed King's Fall twice, which is not a lot in the grand scheme. Uh, it's still my favorite raid, lore-wise. The the whole raid, the mechanics, everything about it, I fucking love. But it just... It, it was harder to complete, only didn't do it nearly as much. Then going into Wrath of the Machine with the Rise of Iron. I only completed that raid once. I completed it, and I couldn't be fucked. And that started the mindset of, I want to beat every raid once. I want to beat it once because I want to experience it. After that, I don't really care. The weapons in King's Fall, I ended up getting all the weapons that I wanted because I attempted it so many times. In Wrath of the Machine, I didn't. I started to not care about the raid weapons at all. They didn't mean as much to me anymore. So I said, "Fuck it, I didn't care. I didn't do them really." The exotics at this point really started to drop the ball uh, in terms of how they still had some good ones. You know, they had the Outbreak Prime, which was fucking fantastic the lead up to it that that is an example of fantastic storytelling that storytelling quest uh you know progression in destiny one of the best periods still to this day is how they introduced outbreak prime but rise of iron kind of fell flat for me it was a similar thing to taken king but it wasn't as good as taken king then we got the what is it called the moments of triumph the first time that became a thing. Oh, now that that was fun. Going back to the old raids, they were all upgraded. They they made every single fucking raid weapon an exotic. And at the time, it felt cool. Oh my god, my Fatebringer's a fucking exotic? Fatebringer's back? For me, it was more, I get my vision of Confluence back. Oh my god, fuck Fatebringer. And... Everyone grinded for Fatebringer, okay? Off a tangent. Everyone loved Fatebringer. Everyone wanted Fatebringer. I did so many raids on my Xbox and never got Fatebringer. I did one hard raid. I, I think I completed it. I did one hard raid on PlayStation 4, and I got the Fatebringer. Fates, I fucking hate it. It's fucking stupid. At least I got to play with it and use it once, but on my secondary platform and not my main one. That reminds me how I got the Black Hammer. My friends were doing the raid. They were on Crota. They're like, I just join and get the end rewards because they had like two people and didn't need any more because Crota was a fucking strike. So I'm loading in from orbit and I get Black Hammer and my friends were all fucking pissed. (laughs) Stuff like that I loved in Destiny. But making all the raid weapons exotic, that really watered down the exotics. What it meant to have an exotic, it like doubled the fucking exotic count. So while it was fun, and it was a closure to Destiny 1, so it didn't really matter that much, it did, you know, start that feeling of just washing out, you know, the feeling of getting exotics. Now, we went a while hearing nothing, all of a sudden, Destiny 2 is announced. And I still remember that feeling of Destiny 2 getting announced, it's like, oh my god. This time, this time it's going to be good. They know what they did. They have the Taken King, all of Destiny 1, Taken King, Rise of Iron, Dark Below, House of Wolves. They've learned what we want from Destiny. And this is a new Destiny game from the ground up. They've got to do good. This is going to be amazing. And I remember the night it came out, man. I fucking set myself up. I had a 
fucking pile of snacks, pile of fucking monsters, and I was ready to do a 24-hour. As soon as it launched, I had me and two friends. We played through the entire fucking story, uh, and we it was it was so as and I'll I'll talk about my objective feelings looking back at it, but at the time, I fucking loved it. We oh my god, the story's so good. Uh, the cutscenes were fucking awesome. We were uh we we were blind by rose tinted glasses. We. Love Destiny so much. We've been waiting ye- so long for this. We've been playing it for years. This is a new start for Destiny. And it was just not what we needed. I think I stayed up like 36 hours the first fucking... Uh, 32 to 36, something like that. The The first night of Destiny launch. I, I loved it. I played the fuck out of it. At the end of the day... They regressed. I think the launch of Destiny 2 might have been worse than the launch of Destiny 1 in terms of the state it was in. It's all because of Activision. And we'll get to that. Activision and all that. Their involvement later on. But Activision really fucked up the launch. I assume they had limits and you know they have to get it out by this time. With their initial contract, of the, it's that Destiny is going to be a 10-year game with four games in total. So... They had to get shit out at a certain point. Otherwise, it wouldn't really work too well, would it? But the whole launch of Destiny 2 just flopped. Uh, I did the Kalish raid. That Actually, that's a really good fucking raid. I love the Kalish raid. But, once again, the weapons just... The, the, the legendary weapons from the raid just didn't feel iconic or needed. They were alright. They were probably the best they've ever felt in Destiny. The exotics were given out like fucking candy. You could get them all over the place. Sure. Sure, basically, I remember waking up every Friday morning before going to school and being like, I've got to check Sure, where's fucking Sure? And, oh my god, he might have a weapon I don't have. That that became obsolete in Destiny 2 because you're going to get all the exotics that you need. Sure is there for new players to the entire series. If you're a veteran... Zure just became fucking useless in Destiny 2. You know how long it's been since I've actually gone to fucking Zure to check shit? And if I'm not wrong, you buy the exotics with legendary shards now. Well, I'm playing Destiny 2 right now, and we'll talk about the current state, but I'm playing it. I'm up to 6,000 legendary shards! Oh, but this weapon, I don't care if the weapon costs fucking 500! For me, it's fucking pointless, because I have everything I need, nothing Zure has will ever help me, and the price of buying shit is so cheap. Strange coins, you can only get so many, then you were fucked. If you didn't get all your strange coins, you were fucked. You know, you, you know I don't know if I want to buy it this week, because maybe next week will be better, and oh my god, he has the, 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 the armor piece that I want, and the weapon that I want, but I also kind of want some fucking telemetries, or shit like that. That was all gone. That was gone in Destiny 2. And it took a lot of the magic away. And they went to the seasonal model, which I was not a... It it was better because you were guaranteed, you were guaranteed content every couple months. The raid layers seemed fun at first. 
Now we have a bunch of half-baked fucking raids in Destiny 2. I would have rather them focus on more actual content than focusing so hard on we have to have a fucking raid with every release. Eh. Didn't really bother me that much. They kind of suffered. You started having... so. There's so many raid weapons that just mean fucking nothing. Armor. Dude, having raid armor back in the day was... Was... Oh my god, it... You looked like someone if you had full fucking raid armor. And even the shaders, you know? Glowhoo. Glowhoo was shit, but guess what? It was a status symbol to have that shit in Destiny 1. And you felt important and felt cool when your armor actually meant something. Now, all this means nothing. There's so many of them, no one gives a fuck. And also, when the game launched, you could get raid weapons. From not doing the raid. And I got a lot of raid weapons from that. Because I only did Callus once. Because I didn't want to do it again. Because especially that final phase. Doing that with people that don't know what the fuck they're doing. Was infuriating. I remember getting very pissed off. And yelling at my friends. And just getting annoyed. Because everyone kept fucking up. Over a fucking raid in Destiny. So I just stopped doing raids for the most part. Because I didn't want to be mad at all my fucking friends that I'm playing with because they keep fucking up over stupid shit. So that was a main reason I stopped doing raids. I only started doing one, at, like, I did them once and I'm done. Uh, but I got to the point. Callus was the last raid that I did. I have not raided since Callus because all of the rewards don't interest me. I don't want to get pissed off at people because they keep fucking up. I just don't care. I just don't care. The exotics, once again, they just mean... How many exotics are in Destiny 2? I forget. Dude, there's so many exotics. In Destiny 1, when they added exotics, I was all over it. I knew every exotic in the game. I don't even know all the exotics in the game. I've got some in my vault that I probably got once from a random fucking thing, threw in my vault, and never seen again. I know there's some like that. I'm like, wait, do I have this exotic? Oh, shit, I do. When the fuck did I get this? (sighs) And shit like the strike-specific loot went away. Do you know how long? Especially when they added the chest at the end with the keys. Do you know how fucking long people grinded strikes for strike-specific loot? That was one of the best things they've ever added to Destiny. And Destiny 2 just, what's my reason for running a strike? There's no reason to run a strike other than your milestones. There's nothing to grind for. Crucible, there's nothing to grind for. And eventually, they did add... Random roles. I do believe with Forsaken. It, it, Forsaken was supposed to be the Taken King of Destiny 2. Supposed to fix everything. It it fixed a lot. It it definitely is the best expansion to Destiny 2, I would say, so far. Uh, although we have Forsaken and Shadow and Shadowkeep. But Forsaken fixed a lot. It added random roles back. I'm going to be honest, though. I do not think I have checked a role on a weapon since that came out. Because of the fact, and the biggest problem with Destiny 2 is the fucking level grind. Go do this list of activities. Every week, new content drops. New season comes out. Go do this list of activities you've done for fucking two years! Two fucking years you've been doing the same fucking shit. New expansion drops? Go do it again! That is why... 
No one wants to play fucking Destiny 2 because it boils down to doing the same fucking events over and over and over and over again. And you do dumb shit like you did the Black... Wasn't Black Armory that you fucked up on? I don't know. Yeah, it was Black Armory that you fucked up on. Because day one, you couldn't even do the fucking forges. Why? You need a level. Go do fucking Crucible and fucking Vanguard and run around in the dreaming fucking city. Thank you. That's the main thing I want to do to start of a new fucking season. Go run the old content. And they said they'd stop. They're still doing this shit. They've still fucking done it. Look, right now in Destiny, what is it? Season, I don't know, 14 or, I don't know. Season of Arrivals is the current fucking season. There's that mission that you run every week where you get to the scene at the end, the interference or something like that. You go see Eris. The power level for that fucking mission is 800. Tell me why, then, Bungie, are there fucking swords above every fucking enemy when I'm level 1,050? When I was level, I think, 110, 120 at the start of this fucking season, because I didn't play a lot last season, they were still swords! How the fuck are they still swords? You fucked it again! Why, 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 why? If it's not like level 800, don't say like level 800! Say what the fuck it really is. The light level doesn't matter. It's there for fucking show. It really doesn't matter because I've gone up 30, 40 fucking light levels and nothing's fucking changed. And it pisses me off. If I'm not mad because it's hard. That's fine. You want them to be swords. That's fine. Don't lie to people and say it's at a certain level when it's not. You're making the, the basic content fucking harder than it needs to be. You're lying to people and telling them it's this power level when it's really not. Ah, what the fuck? And let's go back a little bit to when Destiny decided they were going to part ways with Activision. When Bungie made the announcement that they're parting ways with Activision. I thought, this is it. Now they can do whatever it is they want to do. And they said, we're listening. We're going to turn Destiny into the MMO it was meant to be. And that gave me and so many others so much hope. You know, that it's going to be the game we wanted now that fucking Activision's gone. Now that they don't have a set date for everything. Now that they don't have to aggressively monetize. And the mo- the, the microtransactions I've really mentioned, we'll talk about that real quick, is they introduced them in Destiny 1 for emotes and fucking ornaments and shit like that, and that was fine. In Destiny 2, they started selling, you know, the, the fucking uh, shaders, the stupid way they did that. Uh, now it's filled with fucking, it's filled with shaders, it's filled with sparrows, it's filled with ships, it's filled with ghosts. When the game first launched, that was your main way of getting mods. And that pissed me off because that became fucking pay to win. Oh, you want to get mods? How you get mods? Well, from fucking Bright Engrams. What's the best way of getting Bright Engrams? Uh, you, you, you pay real money. I hated that. That was pay to win bullshit on the fucking Verge. Thanks, Activision. You absolute sacks of shit. But I hate the mod. I, hate, I hated that. I hated it. It was cosmetic. At the start, it wasn't just cosmetic. Not at all. But it became just cosmetic at this point in time. So I'm like, oh, maybe that'll go away. 
they announced their new model, and the new model was a free-to-play model. Destiny was going free-to-play, and I have some disagreements about that, but it's going to go, they said it's going to go free-to-play, and you're going to have to pay for each individual season, oh, of course, and pay for the big drop at the end of the year in September every year. I'm sorry, but the game is free, but pay us $10 for this season. Three months later, pay us $10 for this season. Three months later, pay us $10 for this season. September rolls around. Pay us $40 for this expansion. What is your definition of free, motherfuckers? Because if I have to pay for the fucking content every couple months, it's not free! I'm paying no less than I was before you did this fucking model! You know who it helps? People at the beginning. Because they got Destiny 2. They got... I think they got everything up to Forsaken is free. Okay? You do realize at this point you could probably buy all that for like 20, 30 fucking dollars anyway, right? You have so many additions you've sold. And GameStop... I go to game... I have a game collection, okay? I go to GameStop and I buy copies of Destiny and Destiny 2. Why? I'm curious how many I can get. I want to know... Why I'm buying that many, you know, I have a shelf full of fucking copies of Destiny. They, they're basically giving them away. They're like a dollar, two dollars. They're like, here, take them, take them, take them all. We don't fucking want them. Why? No one fucking wants it! So why do you think this is helping anybody? The new people are saving 30 fucking dollars? Your veterans are still giving you just as much money! You're making yourself look bad because you're fucking lying. Yes, the base fucking game is free to play. You can play Crucible, Gambit, fucking Vanguard, all that shit with no fucking money. That's fine. But if you actually want to experience what the game has to offer, a bunch of different quests, fucking exotic shit, some fun fucking dungeons or whatever the fuck, the new... You gotta pay. I'm sorry. That's not free to play. That is you lying through your fucking teeth to try and get some good fucking will. Destiny is not free to play. You pay just as much as you always have. And guess what? So you're still paying as much. You're kind of lying about it because it's not free to play at all. You're lying to people trying to get them in the door and then to make them buy the fucking bullshit. The microtransactions have become even more fucking appalling, in my opinion. The amount of shit that they sell, oh, oh I think I, you can buy all the armor straight up, it's like 10 bucks. There's fucking finishers now, that like 10 bucks a piece. You, 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 you earn one finisher a, se- a season, and I say you earn it, you have to pay to get access to a fucking battle pass. And I will just say this, I cannot stand the business model of a battle pass, because... It shows unoriginality. It shows you're money hungry as fuck because it's a great way of making money. You don't care about actually giving content to your players. Here, do this boring bullshit. Grind it out and get all of your shit. It introduces FOMO into your game for you're missing out where you have to play so much. Oh, I don't really want to play, but damn it, I need what's in the battle pass. I fucking hate it. Fortnite did it. Fortnite's fine. I have no problem with Fortnite doing it. You want to know why? They fucking came up with it. Every fucking game has a goddamn battle pass nowadays. I can't stand it. 
if your game has a battle pass, you automatically go down in how much I respect you as a fucking developer. Every single motherfucker, Bungie included, that has a fucking battle pass. Pay, pay so much. And the way they say it is fucking dirty as fuck. And every single season, okay, this is how much exotics mean now. You pay $10, you get an exotic immediately from the battle pass. Fuck off. I'm like, oh, you can get to level 35 and get the fucking exotic? No! I don't want to get an exotic from a fucking battle pass! But the exotic is a random fucking drop from something as a fucking quest. Anything. Just don't put it in a fucking battle pass. They also say before you buy it, you get five exotics. I remember last season, I'm like, oh, five exotics off the bat? That's kind of cool. And then I'm like, where are my exotics? I looked in the battle pass. Oh, you mean from paying you this money, I have the opportunity to earn five exotics. Fuck you. I didn't even get them all because I didn't play a lot last season, but that's the point. They're so fucking scummy with the way they do this shit, and it's only gotten worse since they left Activision. We're listening. We know what you guys want. We're going to do what you guys want. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're lining your fucking pockets. You're lying your ass off. And I kept on thinking, all right, I understand development time is a thing. I understand that it takes time to develop games and to make new shit, that the stuff coming out right now is more than likely stuff that was planned or made when they were with Activision, so they can't change much, okay? The new monetization and the free shit was all in place, but I'm like, eh, I'll give them a chance. Maybe the content will get better, because at this point, the content wasn't getting better. So leading up to, I said, when the fall expansion comes, this is when they're going to show that they have changed their ways. So Shadowkeep rolls around. And it's good the Darkness Funnel is a story. In story, and the, the, once again, the story was shit, but the implications on what was happening were great. The Darkness is finally coming back, which was really fucking cool. But I didn't get, I quit Shadowkeep not long after release. It barely kept my attention. It was still the same old bullshit of how you fucking level. Uh, Shadowkeep didn't interest me. I don't have much to say about Shadowkeep because Shadowkeep just, it wasn't for me. I didn't really give that much of a fuck. The story implications were fucking fantastic. Everything else about Shadowkeep bored the fuck out of me for a second. was way better. Brought back the moon, which was cool. Added all more areas to the moon that felt nostalgic and awesome. But once again, I just didn't give a fuck. I started the game and I wasn't even a high enough power level to be on the moon really without getting fucking hurt more. I had swords on the, on the fucking patrol, which was fucking stupid. Shit like that. You go into an expansion and you're having trouble doing the basic of basic fucking bullshit. Uh, go, go, go run more Crucible and Strikes in Dreaming City and all that shit. I, I hate it. I hate it. And they continue to do more and more fucking seasons where they they didn't do what they said. They lied. They don't give a fuck about what the community thinks. They're going to do what makes them money. Because they know putting forth more effort isn't going to make them more money. The Destiny Faithful, me included, are going to buy this shit no matter what. So you're still going to make our money. But at least for me, you're losing my respect. Bungie doesn't really have the respect it used to. I used to be like, I trust Bungie. When they say they're going to do it, when they say they're listening, they're going to do it. Ever since they split from Activision, I don't believe a word Bungie says anymore. I just don't. And going to modern times... uh. They had their big reveal a month or two ago, their big E3 reveal, talking about the the future of Destiny. 
And for the first time ever, they gave a roadmap for Destiny for years to come. They announced this fall's expansion, which was Beyond Light. They announced next year's expansion, which was about, I believe it's about Savathun. Then the year after that, which I forgot what the fuck it was, but we have content until 2022, guaranteed, laid out for Destiny 2. And of course, in between that, we're going to have seasons. Now, that is what we wanted so much when Destiny 1 came out, was we want a roadmap of where this is going. And and, and all the story bits, the darkness is coming back. Savathun is coming. Uh, I think it was something about the uh, second collapse was like the 2022 one. All those story elements, oh, I love them. And the lore from those are going to be great. And I, I remember after watching it, I'm like, Destiny's back. They did it. Bungie, Bungie's back. They're not lying. They're telling the truth this time. It's going to be fantastic. So much lip service. They, I forget exactly all the elements, but they, they, they said everything. They're introducing the Destiny Vault or whatever because they have so much shit in Destiny 2. You know, they have all these patrol. It's getting too big. The, their engine can't handle it. So I don't know how it's going to work exactly. But they're going to take stuff out of Destiny 2, put it in a vault, and it's going to make it to where they can bring back... They even said Vault of Glass. We can bring back stuff like Vault of Glass from Destiny 1. Polish it up. Put it in the vault. I want to know how that's going to work. Is the vault going to be just you go play this old shit just for fun, shits and giggles? Or is it going to be a connected world to Destiny 2 where you can just go into this and you can do this old content and bring that shit into Destiny 2 as well? I don't think it will be. I think it'll just be you can just go do this shit. And it'll be, it's just a fun time. Not going to connect to the main game, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, I understand why it's being done. And we can get older shit brung up. I'll, I'll play it, definitely. Because of the old shit getting brought up from, from Destiny 1. But, you know, that's a thing. Uh, they, they said all the right things. And then that, and it got me to want to play. And I'm leveling. I'm gonna, I want all my characters leveled and ready to go for Beyond Light. But... Bungie, this is your last chance from me, at the very least. You have made my life amazing to what it is today. The friends that I made, I still have to this day and are my best friends. The experiences that I had, I will never forget. There's a reason why Destiny is my favorite video game of all time. Not the best I've ever played but it's my favorite. As bad as it is, all of its flaws, it is my favorite. I have been with you since 2014. We are six years later. Bungie. Destiny. And this fall is your last chance to impress me. If you lie to me again, if you lie to everyone again and say we're listening this is going to be different. There are no arguments. Shadowkeep might have been in development when you with Activision. Probably was. Beyond Light was not in development when you were with Activision. So this is new. This is brand new. 100%. No denying. No arguing. This is just Bungie. Let's see what you can produce without the thumb on your fucking... On your work. Without someone watching your every move. Without someone dictating everything you do. Because if you fail this time... It's done. I'm done. 
I don't give a fuck at that point. I have morals, and I've said before, I hate Ubisoft, I hate EA, I hate Bethesda. I don't play those games. I don't play Activision. I don't play games from those companies because they fuck over people. Bungie, you are scarily close for me to joining that fucking list and me never touching Destiny again and going play something like Warframe, which I played before Destiny came out as a warm-up to Destiny. That's why we played it. And I still play Warframe every now and again. I get my... My times, I want to get into it. I get addicted to it, but I'll go play Warframe. It's better. They don't treat their fucking player base like they're idiots. Their monetization is fucking disgusting, but it's free to play, so they can do whatever the fuck they want. I'd rather play Destiny. I love Destiny. Please make Destiny great. Turn it into something that I am proud to say that I play. Not embarrassed to tell people, but like, yeah, I play this piece of shit. You are slowly but surely leading to your own self-fucking-destruction. You are the only person that can save yourself from it. Bungie, Beyond Light is your last chance. Because I am beyond fed up with the lies, bullshit, fucking deception from your asses the past six years. You might be my favorite. You might have made my favorite video game of all time. But you are, I think at this point, beyond fucking salvation. And I, for one, am tired of trying to resurrect a dead fucking body. That is destiny. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this. This is one that I was really passionate about, talking about Destiny 2 and Destiny in general. I love the games and I love the franchise. No matter how bad it is, it's very hard for me to look objectively at these games because of how much I love them. But I do like to do it and I like to check myself and make sure that, you know, this is what I think. I've got to stick to my values and my beliefs and this is a series that really tests that, to be completely honest. Uh... And I, uh, we are going to visit this whenever the expansion drops. I'm going to revisit this with, the, with the, another podcast episode. And we're going to really figure out if they were bullshit or not. And if I'm done, or either, my next next time I talk about Destiny in its own podcast is either going to be they told the truth, everyone go play it, it's fucking amazing, or they lied, fuck it, I'm done with Destiny. Either one of those two. If you want more content from me immediately, you can check me out on YouTube or Twitch at Smacky, S-S-M-A-C-K-Y. If you want to see, you know, clips from the podcast posted early or just fun little fucking tidbits or clips from other stuff that I'm doing, I am on Instagram and TikTok. I am on Instagram at Smacky, TikTok at Smacky. I am on Twitter at SmackSeekerRCSMACKSEAKER. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. If you did, make sure to check me out on all the platforms like Spotify, Google Podcast, YouTube, Anchor. I'm all over the place on this fucking thing now. You can watch it in many different fucking places. Check the description and you'll find out every place that it's available. Thank you for listening. See you guys next time. The following, the following, rated R, rated R, rated, rated, rated the following.